Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The Final Edition Radio Hour is a work of satire intended for people who own books, gentrify neighborhoods, and say they like kale. Please consume responsibly the satire, that is. Hello, I'm Tony Hendra, and this is the Final Edition Radio Hour. Our podcast this week features an extraordinary and exclusive interview with the legendary Ian Faith, or as he now is, Sir Ian Faith, manager of the legendary and loudest band in all of musical history, Spinal Tap. This rare once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to discover some of the darkest and least-known secrets behind the wall of silence erected by Sir Ian around the private lives of his beloved, if moronic, charges was triggered by Derek Smalls, Tap's much-overrated bassist, who recently announced his first solo tour to Rolling Stone and in so doing threw a considerable amount of shade at Sir Ian, to whom of course he owes everything his otherwise stunningly meagre talent has achieved. Stay tuned for earth-shaking and never-before-shared revelations about the tortured inner life of the heaviest metal band in history. In the meantime, thrill to the genius of the Final Edition Radio Hour's amazingly gifted and fecund Los Angeles cast, as they operate with surgical precision on such matters as the true nature of hashtag MeToo, football machismo, cooking on the radio, St. Valentine's Day, and of course the obligatory orange horror. It's all here on the Final Edition Radio Hour. We interrupt this episode of the final edition to bring you this special message from the women of America. Hello, men of America. It's us, the women here. We know we've been acting a little crazy lately. Me too. Yeah. Hashtag me too. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And we just want to say we're sorry We have been so emotional and irrational. See, it's just that it finally happened. All of our menstrual cycles have synced. That's right. The same way it happens when we all live together, our cycles have moved closer to each other like some weird witchy moon shit. And right now, at this time, we are all on our periods. Yup. Hashtag me too. That's right. 
all of us. All 157 million of us. Bleeding from our pussies. At the same time, the streets will run red with the blood of the women's revolution. But not your blood. No, all ours, our period blood. Mm. So, you know, just sit tight, bring us some chocolate, and see if this thing runs itself out in like a week or so. And on the off chance that this isn't just our PMS talking. And we're actually fed up with harassment and abuse and inequality and unfair pay and hiring practices and being treated like glorified sex slaves by society well then go go fuck fuck yourselves yourselves. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry. sorry. That That wasn't me. That was uh, someone get me chocolate. (laughs) This has been a special message from the women of America. We now return to the men of the final edition. Funniest thing is you guys pretending to like sports. <laughs> Good morning, Harrison Elementary. Today's lunch special is pizza. Happy Friday. We have cheese and pepperoni. Please save the cheese pizza for the students who don't eat meat. If you would prefer a gluten-free option, we do have Ziploc bags full of sauce and cheese. And Ziploc bags full of sauce, cheese, and pepperoni. Please save the Ziploc bags full of sauce and cheese for the students who don't eat meat. Thank you. Getting crushed out there! Alright boys, gather around. Gather around, take a knee, take a knee. We got two quarters left. And that's it. No going back. This is the time to play your heart out. And I consider you boys like my children. And as you know, my wife, Doreen, and I are unable to conceive our own children. Ah, no, not this again. It comes down to this moment. You're going to look back and remember whether you rose up and became a champion, or if you blew it. Like we blew 15K on in vitro treatments. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned the in vitro, coach. This was our third attempt. Her eggs didn't take, and that was the last of our savings. I knew I shouldn't have gotten that sea dew. Coach, we're losing bad. What are we going to do? I'll tell you what we're not going to do. We're not going to back down. Yeah. yeah! And when you look across that field, you show no fear. Yeah! And when I stare into the eyes of my wife, I show no fear. Yeah. 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 Even though I secretly do fear Doreen is going to leave me for the big five-store manager. You know, Flint Gunderson? Ah, He could impregnate her again and again, just like the Catholic he is. Ah! Anderson's leg does not look good, Coach. Oh, God. I'm scared, Coach. Son, you're going to persevere through this. Just like I'm going to persevere against my injury from last 4th of July when my testes took the blunt force of four waves on the dew. The fertility doc said I only have a 6% chance of ever fathering children. I'm going to prove them wrong. My little white quarterbacks are going to go all the way to the end zone with my wife's eggs. Anderson was our quarterback and our only shot at winning. Life serves you tough choices, Jenkins. Like when it comes down to more fertility treatment or getting a C-do. You think... This year, Sea-Doo. Next year, Baby. Not gonna have much time to ride a Sea-Doo around after the Baby. Christ, Coach! Who are we putting in? Uh, uh, new play. 
I'm sending in Gonzalez. I've been ready to play all season, coach. No. You're going to take the keys to my Sentra, you're going to head over to my house, and Doreen is waiting there with a turkey baster. You got this. What? Uh, no, no, I, I don't got this. You got the heart, the charisma, the potent ejaculate swimming around in that young ball sack of yours. Go! Jerk a winning load in the baster. How are we going to win the game? Oh, you ain't got no chance in hell of winning this one. Bring it in. Bring it in. Hey, what do I always say? Full balls. Fast sperm. Can't lose. Full balls. Fast sperm. Can't lose. Full balls. Fast sperm. Can't lose. Go! students. It's D.A.R.E. week here at Harrison Elementary. In lieu of recess, today we will all be attending an assembly in the Gary Hiller Memorial Performing Arts Center entitled, Drugs Are Totally Not Your Bay, hosted by Confundo the On-Fleek Magician. Confundo always keeps it 100, especially when it comes to designer club drugs. Have a happy Monday and a drug-free week, everyone. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to The Sound of Cuisine, the first audio-only cooking show. I'm your host, Marsha Halson, and today I'm going to show you how to bake a fantastic meal for your family. The first thing you'll need is a clean, seasoned casserole dish. So dig through your cabinet and find the right one. Perfect. Now, set that down and spray it with your favorite non-cooking spray of choice. For me, I use olive oil because it's healthier than canola oil. Now, preheat that oven to 350 degrees. Next, we'll cut up our vegetables. I like to add carrots, broccoli, and mushrooms to my dish. After that comes the meat. I'm using a dry salami, so if a regular knife doesn't work for your thin slices, you can use an electric knife. Next, we'll add spices. So open up your spice cabinet and find your favorites. Tarragon monster that lives in my spice cabinet has returned. I thought the exterminator was able to get rid of him last week, but guess not. No worries, at-home chefs. We can take care of this ourselves. Just grab that electric knife and... Okay, it seems the spice creature has knocked the electric knife from me, but that's okay. We have other options. Just fill a glass with water... into the microwave for three minutes and wait for that puppy to boil up and just toss it at the beast. It looks like our oven is preheated. Let's just open it up and check. Oh wow! It seems that my char food that fell in the back of the oven monster is still here too. And the tarragon monster does not like it. Both creatures are now brawling across my kitchen. The tarragon monster has 
the oven creature in its spice jaws, but the oven monster is also breathing fire at him. And they both killed each other! So just pick up the ashes of both creatures and sprinkle that over your dish to add a smoked tarragon flavor to the meal. Place the entire platter in the oven for 35 minutes to an hour and you'll have a great meal for your family that was brutally killed years ago by the monsters that live in your house. Good night. Good afternoon, Harrison Elementary. As you know, last week was Hawk Day, and we had the results from the relay races, tug of war, and kickball tournament. At the insistence of many of your parents, we have decided not to award our usual Golden Hawks this year. Instead, to congratulate everyone for giving it your all, we will be giving each student a coupon for a free personal pan pizza at Pizza Hut. Your teachers will be sending them home with you in your weekly folders on Friday. Students who are absent on Friday can pick up their personal pan pizza coupon at the front office during regular school hours. And congratulations again to all of our young athletes. Every one of you is a future LeBron James. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, fellas, time to roll out the new product here at Doritos. Lady Doritos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sir, not to step on your toes, but with this particular product, if we don't consult some women, uh, we're going to get so much shit on the internet. Right, oh, Bob. Steve, how's our lady quota in marketing right now? Well, sir, looking around, I don't see any tits, so uh, not good. Ah, balls. Can we get some secretaries in here, or cleaning ladies, or something? Absolutely. Ladies, you look great. Have a seat. Actually, you know what? Stay standing. You look great. And this is going to be quick. Uh, sir, actually, that language is not okay HR-wise or me too-wise. Noted, noted. Girls, ladies, what the hell do I call them? Missuses? Females? I don't know. Uh, you could try asking them their preferred labels. A woman works for me. Yeah. Great, great, beautiful. We're rolling out a new product that around here we're calling Lady Doritos. It's less orange stuff on the fingers, but more importantly, less embarrassing manly crunch. I love crunch. I'm not liking that data. But does the other one speak? Hey, got a name, Toots? It's Amy. I'm shy. Mm. Lady Doritos, you in or out? I like it. 
I love being a lady. <laughs> great, great. Okay, you sweet things can leave. Uh, sir, I'm Megan Granger, your senior executive administrative assistant of four years, MBA from Harvard, and a feminist. This is not cool. Whoa, 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 whoa. You saying Annie here is not a feminist? It's Amy, but it's okay. Don't worry. Megan, he's right. She could very well be a feminist. Are you explaining feminism to me, Bob? No, no, no. I thought you were an ally, Bob. Amy, do you identify as feminist? Yeah. Okay, but... Lady Doritos doesn't set off any antiquated gender stereotype alarm bells for you? Not really. It's so embarrassing when I'm eating lunch or worse, having a snack when nobody else is and my food makes noise. It makes me want to stick my head under a giant fluffy blanket or something. I even cover my mouth with both of my hands and sometimes wait until people are wearing headphones or go on a coffee run. If someone catches me, it's excruciating. It's eating. I think you are judging her identity as a woman. I think you need to shut the fuck up, Steve. Yeah, I'll do that. A actually, he has a point that feminism includes multiple identities. Bob. Man-sipping these lips. Thank you. Well, this has been an interesting use of our meeting and stinking adorable. You broads can go. I got my data. Thank you. <gasps> Amy, you dropped a tampon from your purse. Shh. Megan. Don't! How could you? Think of the sisterhood! This doesn't happen to a lady! Ladies always smell good! Not like rotting womb! Oh! I'm so mortified! This is disgusting. It's even making me queasy. But everyone always wants equality. Little lady, you want to take care of that? Yes, sir. Come on, don't... Great, she shot herself. Look, look, let's be real. She was never going to get close to that glass ceiling. All right, let's move on. A uh, sugar lump, be a doll and clean that up. All right, next up, transgender Doritos. Man on the street. The final edition asks the man on the street. What are you doing on Valentine's Day? I'm gonna go to Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania and watch to see if the groundhog sees his shadow. I plan to rid Ireland of all of its snakes. I bought my dog a big box of chocolate. I'm <laughs> doing you, Mr. Interview Man. What? Me and my uh, girlfriend, we're going to recreate the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. I'm having Galentine's Day with all my gals. Woo! Yes! Yes! Oh, that's so cute. I'm having Galentine's Day with all my gout. I'm going to celebrate Allentine's Day with my friend Alan. Well, really, crying myself <laughs> to sleep knows no day. I just had a birthday, so my boyfriend decided, like, we weren't gonna, you know, like, do gifts um, this Valentine's Day, so, like, we're just, like, not doing 
it, which is so cool. Like, I think that's so cool. I saw all these posters, so me and my girlfriends are going to go to Vegas and watch Magic Mike live. I plan on focusing on anything other than my romantic relationships, because I'm a full person without one, okay? Sam, you got a phone call. Oh, is it a guy? He's calling about some uh, questionable charges on your credit card. Yeah. That means he cares. From all of us here at the final edition, <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day! Who doesn't love a parade? President Trump sure does. Our commander-in-chief is demanding that the Pentagon organize a full military parade down Pennsylvania Avenue. Imagine the pump, thrill at the circumstance, and now you can from home with Time Life's new Songs for President Trump's Look How Big My Missile Is Parade. Yes, we have all your favorite marches here, but that's not all. Each track includes clever lyrics added by our fearless leader himself. If you thought John Philip Sousa's The Washington Post was good before, you're a liar and a traitor because without Trump's new lyrics, it was actually pretty lame and gay. But listen now. Yes, these patriotic war cries will truly make your spirit soar. And with the Donald's witty poetry added, just a few measures of the Marine Corps' Semper Fidelis March by John Philip Sousa will make you forget that our president can only get a semi from watching men in uniform walking past his bedroom window. Some may say that ordering the military to march through our nation's capital in a grim show of arms is fascism and calls to mind the Soviet Union's military parades under Stalin. But not for long, because those people are being arrested by ICE agents as we speak. Well, if you're still here, then enjoy our president's version of the classic Stars and Stripes Forever by... Really? John Philip Sousa again? Did he write literally every march? Finally, all freedom-loving Americans can hear what's going through Donald Trump's mind at any given moment with songs for President Trump's Look How Big My Missile Is Parade. Just send more money than anyone's ever paid for a CD to Time Life Classics. Get it now, before it's mandatory. As many of our hundreds of thousands of listeners may know, the final edition, thanks to its founder, Tony Hendra, has close links to the cinematic legend This Is Spinal Tap. Tony, of course, played band manager Ian Faith. Recently, Tap's bassist Derek Smalls announced a new album, Smalls Change, Meditations Upon Aging, which will be released on April 13th on Twanky Records. 
In announcing it, Smalls told Rolling Stone that he, quote, looked back fondly on everyone from the Spinal Tap days, except Ian, end quote. We thought we should give Ian, or Sir Ian as he is now known, a chance to respond. So here he is on the phone from somewhere in the South Pacific. Hello there. Uh, first of all, I have to say that heinous though this remark would be, coming from a member of the legendary rock band to whose immeasurable success I was so central, I'm having trouble placing exactly who this Smalls character is. Really? Well, I mean, I guess I can imagine at your age your memory's not as sharp as it used to be. And... It has nothing to do with it, worm boy. My memory's as sharp as a box cutter. I apologize. He was Spinal Tap's bassist. <laughs> you mean that wrinkly, dwarfish, bow-legged homunculus who was about half the height of his base? The moron who got trapped in the pod? Terrible bassist. He had like two licks and just toggled between them. Wow, that album's going to die the death of a thousand snubs. Funny, I always thought his name was Eric. Derek, it's Derek. Derek Smalls. That's the guy who insulted you. Well, I'm not too worried about an insult from a guy whose surname is Smalls. What's wrong with Smalls? It's British slang for ladies' panties. Please, let me congratulate you on something I've always assumed, and now I'm glad it's true, your knighthood. Uh, we weren't aware here in the U.S. that you'd actually appeared on the Queen's Birthdays Honors List. Well, actually, I haven't. But you are a knight, right? A sir of the United Kingdom? Near enough. I was knighted by the, uh, well, a monarch of the British Commonwealth. Queen Elizabeth? No, King Aho Itu Anuaki Tonga Takahuhi Tupo IV of Tonga, where I now make my home. I was knighted for services to the nation, specifically moving the Rock and Roll Manager's Hall of Fame to Nuku Alofa, capital of Tonga, from its original home in Dorking, England. Plus, there was a small knighting fee. There was a place, or there is a place in England called Dorking? Yes, it seemed like an appropriate place name for the Rock and Roll Manager's Hall of Fame. And let me guess, the Rock and Roll Manager's Hall of Fame is a brainchild of you? The Hall of Fame has been a pet project of my post-tap years, yes, but it belongs to the whole world now. And who's been inducted into this Hall of Fame? At one time or another, Andrew Oldham of The Stones, uh, Richard Cole of Led Zeppelin, Malcolm McLaren of The Sex Pistols, and many other greats. Posthumously, uh, Brian Epstein and Bill Graham. And they've all been inducted. I mean, actually physically inducted. Well, not Brian Epstein or Bill Graham. They're long time dead. You seem skeptical somehow about this legendary institution. Not at all. No, no, no. Why would anyone express skepticism about a project founded by Sir Ian Faith? But on the subject of death, uh, there's something I should clear up for our listeners. Aren't you supposed to be dead? Yes. Well, this goes back some years. Um, as you may know, in the official history of TAP, they reunited in 1992 at my funeral in New York. The boys experienced such ecstasy, dancing on my grave, that they decided to get back together. That much is true. But the real truth is, I felt sorry for them, so in order to reunite them, I faked my own death. Why? Would you pull off such a daring hoax? I mean, you could have been buried or cremated alive. A year, before, you, uh, a year before my death, Tap's business affairs had become, let's say, tangled. Um, I felt it best to take upon myself uh, responsibility for these various, well, indiscretions. 
indiscretions on your part? They were collective indiscretions. I had individually undertaken in some cases involving massive fraud as a representative of the band, but only as a representative of the band. Not on my own recognizance. Perish the thought. So you were defrauding people on the band's behalf? Not to the best of my recollection, but yes. I had received advances from interests in Eastern Europe for albums that were yet to be recorded. Such sums tend to get eaten up like that when you're funding a band with the artistic sweep of a spinal tap. Anyway, that was when I quite openly embezzled large sums to draw attention away from the potentially damaging indiscretions that had been committed by the band collectively without their knowledge by me. Well, that certainly could lead to a reputation as a slime ball, but now I know your pure motives. I must say, most managers would not make that sacrifice. My strategy was to make sure the authorities would blame only me for those apparent crimes and then kill myself. And then the band could blame you, too. Wow, (laughs) you made yourself a martyr for them. Exactly. As it says in the Bible, greater love hath no manager than that he lay down his life for his band. It takes a certain subtlety of mind to grasp that you would steal from someone for their own benefit. Exactly. Precisely. It was beyond the band, frankly. But I've always said the band's talents are intuitive, not cerebral. They don't have minds in the usual sense of the word. Okay, but how did you actually pull off this amazing hoax? Well, it's remarkably easy to die in New York City. All it took was a hotel manager with long experience in dealing with overdosed corpses on his premises, which happens every day in the Chelsea, an apparent three-week drug binge, a sympathetic undertaker I'd met in Beirut called Hassan, six scuba tanks of oxygen in the coffin, and $11,000, plus tips. I won't go into the details, but being alive for your own funeral is a harrowing experience. Hmm. To hear Nigel yell in the cemetery as the first clod of earth hit the top of the coffin, Ta-ta, Ian, come back as something I can eat. Wow, that is cold. Considering all you've done for them, or all you've done to that point at least, it's pretty heartless. Not for the first time, I should add. Years ago, during one of our Japanese tours, um... I was having a bit of a fling with David's girlfriend, Janine Pettibone. Really? (laughs) Wow. After all the conflict you two went through, on screen at least, during the filming of the documentary. That was all for show. We'd been bonking for months. So David got wind of it and took out a contract on my life. And gave the contract to Nigel. So Nigel tries to off me with this bright day-glow blue rat poison. It shows up on salad, you know. It's supposed to, so you won't eat it. This goes back to the band not having minds in the usual sense of the word. Exactly. And I miss them on some level, I must say. There's one thing about cretins. They're easy to manage. But I put all that rancor behind me. Well, you know, it must be hard now to get much professional traction when people think you're dead, right? Yes, but music is a universal language, isn't it? Yeah. And as Hemingway said, go further. Or was it the Marquis de Sade? After all, I was only dead in England or the United States. This was the late 90s. Hassan knew some moderate Iranians inside Iran who wanted to soften Iran's image in Europe and Asia. Boom! I'm teeming with ideas. I set up a label. Moderate Records. They love it. Millions of riles pour in from Tehran. Boom! I come up with a new band. The Mullers of Invention. They love that too. More millions. Wow, that sounds like you've definitely... I found some Turkish kids in Bremen who looked Iranian, bought them a Marshall stack and some Gibson's SGs, but they had no songs. Now, 
I'm sitting on this back catalogue of songs by a group called Spinal Tap, which for all intents and purposes doesn't exist anymore. So that's how Spinal Tap's back catalogue ended up in Tehran. I slipped the songs into Moderate's catalogue to get them started. You sold them to the Iranians? No, 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 no. I contributed the catalogue to the Mullahs for a specified time in return for my salary. Technically, it's owned by... Ali Akbar Hashemi Rasfajani? Technically. But spiritually, they still belong to TAP, and always will. So you would reestablish yourself as a player in the rock world? Well, after that, I made a foray into world music. I went to South Africa and lined up some very interesting musicians. Oh, like Paul Simon did? Yes, but very much unlike him as well. My chaps were white. Afrikaners. Hmm. Uh, this was after apartheid, so they didn't have much to do. And they incorporate a lot of fascinating elements not usually found in black African music, like bass drums and tubas. What kind of music do they play? Military, but with a sort of umpa flavor. It can be very moving, and their choral work sends shivers up your spine. Do they have the same message of peace and brotherhood that Graceland had and still does? Well, no, but uh, white bigots are everywhere on earth, too. Don't they have the right to their own world music? Well, I guess when you put it like that, sure. Um, what's the group called? Raceland. Okay. Now, to wrap it up, I, I want to ask a question that's on everyone's mind, all the fans out there. Any chance of your ever getting back with Spinal Tap? Oh, that would be a dream, Jeff, to be back with the boys. Not that it would be easy. But I am the fifth member of Spinal Tap, you know. They're Pete Best, Brian Epstein, and Murray the K, all wrapped up in one. And there are so many memories, so many difficult memories. There's a lot of history there. My whole point is that what you call slime ballery, the embezzlement, the fraud, the illegal transfers, the skimming, was my way of saying, I love you, Tap. I'm very fond of our body of work together, our oeuvre. The boys aren't boys anymore. Not a hair between them, and I've still got all of mine. They're coming up fast on that old bucket. <sighs> the only time I'm likely to get down with Spinal Tap now is at their tribute concert. Wow. Are you sure you meant that I love you tap? Listen, a few years ago, I got into the market with something called CDDOs, Compact Disc Derivative Options. Very complex rock-related financial instruments. I won't try to explain them to you. You're a creative person. Anyway, I built up huge holdings and just at the right moment, shorted the market. Now I live in a South Pacific paradise with my beloved Janine and my two younger wives. Life is good. And you know why, Jeff? It's all sex, drugs, and no rock and roll. All right, well, that... Sounds like a lovely way to live. Thank you for joining us. Newly knighted, I suppose, Sir Ian Faith, of formerly of the band Spinal Tap. Uh, and once again, a great interview here on the Final Edition Radio Hour. Do I have to come right flat out and tell you everything? Give me some money. Give me some Well, that's our show. Thanks for listening to the Final Edition Radio Hour. The voices of the Final Edition are performed by Bruce Cherry, Daisy Hobbs, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Keith Saltahanes, Tony Hendra, Gil Barron, Ben Kirchner, John Gutierrez, Samantha Gerwitz, Barry Lank, Sean Ari Lehair, James Mount, 
Jeff Chrysler, John Marshall, Abby Parker, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Rachel Rauch, Andrew Danish, Candice Martellera, Antu Shell, Rob Miller, Kayla Merrill, and Leslie Shapira. The final edition radio hour is written by Kit Lively, Samantha Gerwitz, Candice Martellero, Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Tony Hendra, Rob Gordon, Jeff Chrysler, John Marshall, Barry Lank, James Mount, Gil Barron, Ben Kirchner, John Gutierrez, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Leslie Shapira, Melinda Hughes, Jeremy Rayburn, Steve Rosenfield, and Peter Kleinman. The final edition radio hour is produced and directed by Tony Hendra and Jeff Chrysler. West Coast production by Barry Lank. Audio edited by Greg Russ and Andrew Hammond. The final edition radio hour is the property of the final edition radio hour. Copyright 2014. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.